Ezekiel chapter 14 Then some of the leaders of Israel came and sat down before me. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces. Should I consult with them in any way? Therefore speak to them and tell them that this is what the Lord God says. When any Israelite sets up idols in his heart and puts a wicked stumbling block before his face and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him according to his great idolatry, so that I may take hold of the hearts of the people of Israel. For because of their idols, they are all estranged from me. Therefore, tell the house of Israel that this is what the Lord God says. Repent and turn away from your idols. Turn your faces away from all your abominations. For when any Israelite or any foreigner dwelling in Israel separates himself from me, sets up idols in his heart, and puts a wicked stumbling block before his face, and then comes to the prophet to inquire of me, I, the Lord, will answer him myself. I will set my face against that man and make him a sign and a proverb. I will cut him off from among my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. But if the prophet is enticed to speak a message, then it was I, the Lord, who enticed him, and I will stretch out my hand against him, and destroy him from among my people Israel. They will bear their punishment. The punishment of the inquirer will be the same as that of the prophet, in order that the house of Israel may no longer stray from me, and no longer defile themselves with all their transgressions. Then they will be my people, and I will be their God, declares the Lord God. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, if a land sins against me by acting unfaithfully, and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its supply of food, to send famine upon it, and to cut off from it both man and beast, then even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, their righteousness could deliver only themselves, declares the Lord God. Or if I send wild beasts through the land to leave it childless and desolate, with no man passing through it for fear of the beasts, then as surely as I live, declares the Lord God, Even if these three men were in it, they could not deliver their own sons or daughters. They alone would be delivered, but the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword against that land and say, Let a sword pass through it, so that I cut off from it both man and beast, then as surely as I live, declares the Lord God, even if these three men were in it, they could not deliver their own sons or daughters. They alone would be delivered. Or if I send a plague into that land and pour out my wrath upon it through bloodshed, cutting off from it both man and beast, then as surely as I live, declares the Lord God, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they could not deliver their own sons or daughters. Their righteousness could deliver only themselves. For this is what the Lord God says, How much worse will it be when I send against Jerusalem my four dire judgments, sword, famine, wild beasts, and plague, in order to cut off from it both man and beast. Yet behold, some survivors will be left in it, sons and daughters who will be brought out. They will come out to you, and when you see their conduct and actions, you will be comforted regarding the disaster I have brought upon Jerusalem, all that I have brought upon it. They will bring you consolation when you see their conduct and actions, and you will know that it is not without cause that I have done all these things within it declares the Lord God. Chapter 15 Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, 
How does the wood of the vine surpass any other branch among the trees in the forest? Can wood be taken from it to make something useful? Or can one make from it a peg on which to hang utensils? No, it is cast into the fire for fuel. The fire devours both ends, and the middle is charred. Can it be useful for anything? Even when it was whole, it could not be made useful. How much less can it ever be useful when the fire has consumed it and charred it? Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire for fuel, so I will give up the people of Jerusalem, and I will set my face against them. Though they may have escaped the fire, yet another fire will consume them. And when I set my face against them, you will know that I am the Lord. Thus I will make the land desolate, because they have acted unfaithfully, declares the Lord God. Chapter 16 Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her abominations, and tell her that this is what the Lord God says to Jerusalem. Your origin and your birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. On the day of your birth your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water for cleansing. You were not rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. No one cared enough for you to do even one of these things out of compassion for you. Instead, you were thrown out into the open field because you were despised on the day of your birth. Then I passed by and saw you wallowing in your blood, and as you lay there in your blood I said to you, Live! There I said to you, Live! I made you thrive like a plant of the field. You grew up and matured and became very beautiful. Your breasts were formed and your hair grew, but you were naked and bare. Then I passed by and saw you, and you were indeed old enough for love. So I spread my cloak over you and covered your nakedness. I pledged myself to you, entered into a covenant with you, and you became mine, declares the Lord God. Then I bathed you with water, rinsed off your blood, and anointed you with oil. I clothed you in embroidered cloth and gave you sandals of fine leather. I wrapped you in fine linen and covered you with silk. I adorned you with jewelry, and I put bracelets on your wrists and a chain around your neck. I put a ring in your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown upon your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver, and your clothing was made of fine linen, silk, and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey, and oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be queen. Your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty, for it was perfect in the splendor I bestowed on you, declares the Lord God. But because of your fame, you trusted in your beauty and played the harlot. You lavished your favors on everyone who passed by, and your beauty was theirs for the asking. You took some of your garments and made colorful high places for yourself, and on them you prostituted yourself. Such things should not have happened. Never should they have occurred. You also took the fine jewelry of gold and silver I had given you, and you made male idols with which to prostitute yourself. You took your embroidered garments to cover them, and you set my oil and incense before them. And you set before them as a pleasing aroma the food I had given you, the fine flour, oil, and honey that I had fed you. That is what happened, declares the Lord God. You even took the sons and daughters you bore to me and sacrificed them as food to idols. Was your prostitution not enough? 
You slaughtered my children and delivered them up through the fire to idols. And in all your abominations and acts of prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, wallowing in your own blood. Woe, woe to you, declares the Lord God. And in addition to all your other wickedness, you built yourself a mound and made yourself a lofty shrine in every public square. At the head of every street you built your lofty shrines and degraded your beauty. With increasing promiscuity you spread your legs to all who passed by. You prostituted yourself with your lustful neighbors, the Egyptians, and increased your promiscuity to provoke me to anger. Therefore I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your portion. I gave you over to the desire of those who hate you, the daughters of the Philistines, who were ashamed of your lewd conduct. Then you prostituted yourself with the Assyrians, because you were not yet satisfied. Even after that, you were still not satisfied, so you extended your promiscuity to Chaldea, the land of merchants. But even with this, you were not satisfied. How weak-willed is your heart, declares the Lord God, while you do all these things, the acts of a shameless prostitute. But when you built your mounds at the head of every street and made your lofty shrines in every public square, you were not even like a prostitute, because you scorned payment. You adulterous wife, you receive strangers instead of your own husband. Men give gifts to all their prostitutes, but you gave gifts to all your lovers. You bribed them to come to you from everywhere for your illicit favors. So your prostitution is the opposite of that of other women. No one solicited your favors and you paid a fee instead of receiving one. So you are the very opposite. Therefore, O prostitute, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. Because you poured out your wealth and exposed your nakedness and your promiscuity with your lovers and with all your detestable idols, and because of the blood of your children which you gave to them, therefore I will surely gather all the lovers with whom you found pleasure, all those you loved and all those you hated. I will gather them against you from all around and expose you before them, and they will see you completely naked. And I will sentence you to the punishment of women who commit adultery and those who shed blood. So I will bring upon you the wrath of your bloodshed and jealousy. Then I will deliver you into the hands of your lovers, and they will level your mounds and tear down your lofty shrines. They will strip off your clothes, take your fine jewelry, and leave you naked and bare. They will bring a mob against you, who will stone you and cut you to pieces with their swords. Then they will burn down your houses and execute judgment against you in the sight of many women. I will put an end to your prostitution, and you will never again pay your lovers. So I will lay to rest my wrath against you, and my jealousy will turn away from you. Then I will be calm and no longer angry. Because you did not remember the days of your youth, but enraged me with all these things, I will surely bring your deeds down upon your own head, declares the Lord God. Have you not committed this lewdness on top of all your other abominations? Behold, all who speak in Proverbs will quote this proverb about you, like mother, like daughter. You are the daughter of your mother, who despised her husband and children. You are the sister of your sisters, who despised their husbands and children. Your mother was a Hittite, and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived with her daughters to your north. And your younger sister was Sodom, 
who lived with her daughters to yourself. And you not only walked in their ways and practiced their abominations, but soon you were more depraved than they were. As surely as I live, declares the Lord God, your sister Sodom and her daughters never did as you and your daughters have done. Now this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and complacent. They did not help the poor and needy. Thus they were haughty and committed abominations before me. Therefore I removed them, as you have seen. Furthermore, Samaria did not commit half the sins you did. You have multiplied your abominations beyond theirs, and all the abominations you have committed have made your sisters appear righteous. So now you must bear your disgrace, since you have brought justification for your sisters, for they appear more righteous than you because your sins were more vile than theirs. So you too must bear your shame and disgrace, since you have made your sisters appear righteous. But I will restore Sodom and her daughters from captivity, as well as Samaria and her daughters, and I will restore you along with them. So you will bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you did to comfort them. And your sisters, Sodom with her daughters and Samaria with her daughters, will return to their former state. You and your daughters will also return to your former state. Did you not treat your sister Sodom as an object of scorn in the day of your pride, before your wickedness was uncovered? Even so, you are now scorned by the daughters of Edom, and all those around her, and by the daughters of the Philistines, all those around you who despise you. You will bear the consequences of your lewdness and your abominations, declares the Lord. For this is what the Lord God says, I will deal with you according to your deeds, since you have despised the oath by breaking the covenant. But I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you receive your older and younger sisters. I will give them to you as daughters, but not because of my covenant with you. So I will establish my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord, so that when I make atonement for all you have done, you will remember and be ashamed and never again open your mouth because of your disgrace, declares the Lord God. Chapter 17 Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, pose a riddle, speak a parable to the house of Israel, and tell them that this is what the Lord God says, a great eagle with great wings and long pinions, full of feathers of many colors, came to Lebanon and took away the top of the cedar. He plucked off its topmost shoot, carried it to the land of merchants, and planted it in a city of traders. He took some of the seed of the land and planted it in fertile soil. He placed it by abundant waters and set it out like a willow. It sprouted and became a spreading vine, low in height, with branches turned toward him. Yet its roots remained where it stood, so it became a vine and yielded branches and sent out shoots. But there was another great eagle with great wings and many feathers. And behold, this vine bent its roots toward him. It stretched out its branches to him from its planting bed so that he might water it. It had been planted in good soil by abundant waters in order to yield branches and bear fruit and become a splendid vine. So you are to tell me that this is what the Lord God says. Will it flourish? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it shrivels? All its foliage will wither. It will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it up by its roots. Even if it is transplanted, will it flourish? 
Will it not completely wither when the east wind strikes? It will wither on the bed where it sprouted. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Now say to this rebellious house, Do you not know what these things mean? Tell them, Behold, the king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, carried off its king and officials, and brought them back with him to Babylon. He took a member of the royal family and made a covenant with him, putting him under oath. Then he carried away the leading men of the land, so that the kingdom would be brought low, unable to lift itself up, surviving only by keeping his covenant. But this king rebelled against Babylon by sending his envoys to Egypt to ask for horses and a large army. Will he flourish? Will the one who does such things escape? Can he break a covenant and yet escape? As surely as I live, declares the Lord God, he will die in Babylon, in the land of the king who enthroned him, whose oath he despised and whose covenant he broke. Pharaoh, with his mighty army and vast horde, will not help him in battle, when ramps are built and siege walls constructed to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant, seeing that he gave his hand in pledge, yet did all these things. He will not escape. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says, As surely as I live, I will bring down upon his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net over him and catch him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment upon him there for the treason he committed against me. All his choice troops will fall by the sword, and those who survive will be scattered to every wind. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord God says. I will take a shoot from the lofty top of the cedar, and I will set it out. I will pluck a tender sprig from its topmost shoots, and I will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. I will plant it on the mountain heights of Israel so that it will bear branches. It will yield fruit and become a majestic cedar. Birds of every kind will nest under it, taking shelter in the shade of its branches. Then all the trees of the field will know that I am the Lord. I bring the tall tree down and make the low tree tall. I dry up the green tree and make the withered tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it. Chapter 18 Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, What do you people mean by quoting this proverb about the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the teeth of the children are set on edge. As surely as I live, declares the Lord God, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. Behold, every soul belongs to me. Both father and son are mine. The soul who sins is the one who will die. Now suppose a man is righteous and does what is just and right. He does not eat at the mountain or look to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman during her period. He does not oppress another but restores the pledge to the debtor. He does not commit robbery but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He does not engage in usury or take excess interest but he withholds his hand from iniquity and executes true justice between men. He follows my statutes and faithfully keeps my ordinances. That man is righteous. Surely he will live, declares the Lord God. Now suppose that man has a violent son who sheds blood or does any of these things, though the father has done none of them. Indeed, the son eats at the mountain and defiles his neighbor's wife. 
He oppresses the poor and needy. He commits robbery and does not restore a pledge. He lifts his eyes to idols. He commits abominations. He engages in usury and takes excess interest. Will this son live? He will not. Since he has committed all these abominations, he will surely die. His blood will be on his own head. Now suppose this son has a son, who sees all the sins his father has committed, considers them, and does not do likewise. He does not eat at the mountain or look to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife. He does not oppress another or retain a pledge or commit robbery. He gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He withholds his hand from harming the poor and takes no interest or usury. He keeps my ordinances and follows my statutes. Such a man will not die for his father's iniquity. He will surely live. As for his father, he will die for his own iniquity because he practiced extortion, robbed his brother, and did what was wrong among his people. Yet you may ask, why shouldn't the son bear the iniquity of his father? Since the son has done what is just and right, carefully observing all my statutes, he will surely live. The soul who sins is the one who will die. A son will not bear the iniquity of his father, and a father will not bear the iniquity of his son. The righteousness of the righteous man will fall upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked man will fall upon him. But if the wicked man turns from all the sins he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is just and right, he will surely live, he will not die. None of the transgressions he has committed will be held against him. Because of the righteousness he has practiced, he will live. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God? Wouldn't I prefer that he turn from his ways and live? But if a righteous man turns from his righteousness and practices iniquity, committing the same abominations as the wicked, will he live? None of the righteous acts he did will be remembered. Because of the unfaithfulness and sin he has committed, he will die. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it my way that is unjust? Is it not your ways that are unjust? If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and practices iniquity, he will die for this. He will die because of the iniquity he has committed. But if a wicked man turns from the wickedness he has committed, and does what is just and right, he will save his life. Because he considered and turned from all the transgressions he had committed, he will surely live, he will not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not just. Are my ways unjust, O house of Israel? Is it not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you, and each according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that your iniquity will not become your downfall. Cast away from yourselves all the transgressions you have committed and fashion for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in anyone's death, declares the Lord God. So repent and live. Chapter 19 As for you, Take up a lament for the princes of Israel, and say, What was your mother? A lioness among lions. She lay down among the young lions. She reared her cubs. She brought up one of her cubs, and he became a young lion. After learning to tear his prey, he devoured men. When the nations heard of him, he was trapped in their pit. 
With hooks they led him away to the land of Egypt. When she saw that she had waited in vain, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He prowled among the lions and became a young lion. After learning to tear his prey, he devoured men. He broke down their strongholds and devastated their cities. The land and everything in it shuddered at the sound of his roaring. Then the nations set out against him from the provinces on every side. They spread their net over him. He was trapped in their pit. With hooks they caged him and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him into captivity so that his roar was heard no longer on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard, planted by the water. It was fruitful and full of branches because of the abundant waters. It had strong branches fit for a ruler's scepter. It towered high above the thick branches, conspicuous for its height and for its dense foliage. But it was uprooted in fury, cast down to the ground, and the east wind dried up its fruit. Its strong branches were stripped off and they withered. The fire consumed them. Now it is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land. Fire has gone out from its main branch and devoured its fruit. On it no strong branch remains fit for a ruler's scepter. This is a lament, and shall be used as a lament.